witches. They're real. And they hate children. Welcome. What would you do if there were mice learning all around this hotel? I would call the exterminator. You see, girls? He would exterminate those brats. Rats. We would exterminate the rats. You are listening to Don't Be That Guy, Guide to Sequel Remix. This is episode 330. I'm Marquis Mike. Live from uh, Coronaville, USA. Covidville. I think yeah. anyone could say that, really, though. Are they still running those Tony Romo Corona ads? Or is, like, Corona just taking a step back this season? Yeah, they are. They are still running the, the Tony Romo ads. Um, That's good. You know, don't. Yeah. Don't wilt in, in, the, in the face of a pandemic, you, you know. Yeah. You were here first, Corona. And they're good ads. They're good ads, too. Yeah. They really are. Yeah. Yeah. Speaking of ads, I, I saw a headline that Hershey's is revamping the classic uh, Hershey Kiss uh, Jingle Bell commercial, and people are up in arms. Oh, man. Like a 20-year-old commercial or something. Where, like, it's all the... The Hershey Kisses, and they do, uh, they, they, they're, they're like ringing bells. Right? Yeah. 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 I think they're doing, it's like, I think that's Silver Bells or something. Uh, <sighs> that's just the culture we, it, I don't know if it's just like pandemic and all this stuff or, you know, the, the constant news cycle. But every time I log into Twitter, I'm just like, what are we mad at now? You know, it's, and it goes, it's for everything, you know, it's everything, everyone gets mad and, for some reason, and I'm sure I'm guilty of it too, but we are a society of entitlement and everyone thinks everything should be their way and and for free. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Too mad about a commercial. It's, it's, uh, it's a commercial. Commercials are supposed to evolve. Yeah. Or, or I mean, even, you, you know, every six months, nine months, you hear, oh, Netflix is is upping their prices yeah people go up in arms and like you know it's a good service and it it's not free for them to just give you tv and movies like what do you think how do you think these things happen and and uh, and like if it's too much for you just close your account oh this week People were mad. It was like trending. Someone made a joke about bodegas, and people were just so mad. I'd be like, "It's like this. This is what we're mad about, huh? That, that, that they didn't. Uh, they don't recognize 7-Elevens, and New York comedians don't recognize 7-Elevens, huh? We're just gonna get this trending and, and cancel culture. A bunch of like shit posters are trying to dunk. I'm using a lot of air quotes. These are all terms I, I learned online: dunking and shit posting and. Uh, <laughs> It's I I just log in. I'm like, oh, what a hellscape online. Just anything online is the online lingo, man. I'm just going to stick to my podcast. Yep. Stick to the podcast and and podcast. We keep it positive here. Yeah. This this is a positive. This is a safe environment. Yeah, that's right. That's right. We we only shit talk when absolutely necessary. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) We we don't get mad unless Ed Helms is doing something. Yep, that's the only thing that pisses uh, Mark off. Ed Helms. Yeah. Oh. If we didn't need social media, and I, I'm really bad at running our Twitter account, but if I didn't need it, I just um, 
do a podcast by typewriter. If we could somehow figure out how to plug this microphone into a typewriter and I could just uh, go about watching my movies, I'd, I'd find a way. I wonder if you could uh, get some, you could do like, a, you know, they have those uh, transcribing software uh, for like hearing impaired. Yeah. So you could you could type it in, but but you don't have to actually talk. You can get like a celebrity voice to do the podcast. Oh yeah, that'd be fun. So you just type the script, and and we get like Chris Pine. Chris Pine's our show would go through the roof. Yeah. If we somehow got Chris Pine doing the show. Oh, Chris Pine, <laughs> universally beloved. Oh man. Know, Amy has a bad word to say about Chris Pine. No, no, who does? I mean. I don't love the guy. No. Love Chris yeah. Pine. He just does, you know. He, he he's really good in everything he is. He does a couple Star Trek movies I don't watch, but I get it. Cash your oh, checks, so you good. can do another Hell or High Water. They're good, man. Those those are good. Those uh those Star Trek movies he does. Yeah, I'm gonna say people. You know, I don't doubt it. I I, I did watch the first one, that first Star Trek with him, and I was just like, hey, all right, I, I get it. <laughs> then there was like three more of them. I was like, I, I can't commit to that. Yeah, they're I long. I still haven't seen the latest Star Wars. I was just, I, I think I've just had. Oh, it's franchise trash. Fatigue. It's trash. Don't watch okay. it. Okay. Good, good to know. And then, uh, yeah, I mean, it's really nice. There's not been a Marvel movie because I, I, I don't. Well, we we both had like the Regal Pass. I'm sure I would have seen a movie because I was like, well. It's free. I'm pay- or I'm paying my subscription. I'll go see it. But yeah. I'm kind of glad I haven't had the option to like go to the theater. I didn't have to like go see, uh, you know, Spider-Man for, uh, you know, the new Captain America or what, you know, whatever was coming out. Yeah. Yeah. I was just able to, you know, I use this. Uh, even though our, our podcast is built on doing sequels and remakes, I, I'm kind of glad I've been able to take a step back from franchises this uh <laughs> This you know, year. That is true. That is true. You haven't had to get have to go see the, the fourth movie in the series. Um, yeah. I mean yeah. we we missed out on probably what is going to be the greatest sequel of all time and, and hopefully we'll get to see it in theaters uh when Top Gun Maverick finally is available. Um but I mean yes. we've been waiting for that for three years now, two years, something like that. Yeah. One day, maybe it'll co- coincide with our like our 400th episode. That'd be great, and we'll get Tom. We'll get Tom to do the show with us. Yeah, so 70 episodes from now, that's probably when we're gonna get the the Top Gun Maverick. What do you think? You think it's Fourth of July? Like it, it'll just end up being the the next year, 2021 Fourth of July. Let's get Top Gun Maverick in theaters. You know, they might because it, that was originally. A summer release. Yeah, so it's supposed to be Fourth of July this year, twenty twenty. Yeah. yeah, July Fourth this and year. Can you remember? And they pushed it off till Christmas. Okay, okay no. So Fourth of July was the first pushback. It was. It was scheduled for like Memorial six or eight months before that, and oh, they okay. decide. I, I don't. Something was going on. And so pre-COVID, they, they pushed it back. Yeah, it was okay. pre-COVID. It had already it had a pushback, and and then I I think it was they were just like you know what, 
there's plenty of, of blockbuster. I, I think there's almost things that just like I think it'd be better, and we'll get we'll do a big you know Independence Day you know patriotic thing. Um, and what's more patriotic than Top Gun? So yeah, I mean, it makes sense. Exactly. That should be a a uh, Fourth of July release. Yeah. And, and, and then, then when they moved to Christmas, was, that made sense too. I was like, what better yeah. way to spend Christmas morning than watching Top Gun Maverick? Yeah, I mean, I was well, I was like, oh, we'll be done with COVID by you know end of August. So. Oh, I said Easter. I had Easter circled on my calendar. You and Donald. Yeah, I don't know who told me that, but I was like, yeah, Easter, that seems fine. We'll knock this out. I'll go see. I'll go see Quiet Place too. Yeah. Yeah. Oh yeah, I forgot about Quiet Place too. Oh one yeah. day. One I know day. now. Uh, yeah, we got. Um, there were some movies I was excited for. You know, uh, I, I know I, I was just saying how I was, I'm so glad I got to take a step back from franchises, but the new Bond movie I, I was actually very excited for because I've really enjoyed the Daniel Craig. I'm not a huge James Bond guy, but I. I consider myself a Daniel Craig Bond guy because I, I really enjoyed those films. Yeah, yeah, I got. So you. I was excited for this new one. Who knows when we we'll get that? I think they just announced that the new Wonder Woman is going directly to HBO Max. Yeah, that's gonna have like a dual release. It'll be in theaters where available, but yeah. also to Max subscribers. Yeah, and so I wonder. So like when Mulan hits Disney Plus, it was like, okay, you subscribe to Disney Plus for seven ninety nine. Now you pay an extra thirty bucks on top of it. So when it comes to Max, do I just get that? Yeah, I think. Or, it is are they also going to do? A, I think it's part of your part of your subscription to Max. You know what? That that makes me kind of want to watch Wonder Woman nineteen eighty four because of like, oh, yes, I pay for a subscription service. You're putting on the subscription service. That makes sense. Yeah, and I think uh, I think Disney kind of screwed up on that with the Mulan thing. Um, right. I mean, they have so many, you know, I mean, Disney Plus with, with you know, the Mandalorian when it first came and the fact that they had Hamilton and the Mandalorian and, uh, you know, they were going to be exclusive for all the Marvel. They got to be making a lot of money. Yeah, they're, they're fine. You know, Disney could put out a major motion picture, let everyone go see it for free. Yeah. And they're uh, they're still going to be fine. Yeah. And, and and to to yeah, to and, you know, I, you got to you got to take a step back and realize that. The Mulan thing was like that was one of the first kind of movies affected, right? It was, yeah. I mean, um, and so they were just like, well, how are we gonna, you know, make our money back on this? Well, we'll charge people, but to charge people to double, basically double charge somebody—that's insane. If they would have just said, hey, if you want to stream Mulan, you got to pay twenty dollars. That's one thing, but you got to have a Disney Plus subscription. And you got to pay 30 bucks. Right. Because so, you know, if I didn't have Disney Plus, I wouldn't have been able to rent it. It's not like with Bill and Ted. They said, hey, it's 20 bucks, but you can get it, you know, wherever you rent your videos from. Yeah, exactly. And then, yeah, they should have just done like Trolls. Was it Trolls World Tour? That was one of the first ones. Or um, what was the, uh, yeah, Trolls. They were just saying, hey, okay, this, we're just putting this on Prime. If you have Prime, you can watch it. Yeah. Didn't they, didn't Disney do that though with the, uh, uh, the Spider-Man Elf movie or whatever. I say Spider-Man because I can't think of the kid's name. Oh, um, Onward. Onward, yeah. Didn't didn't wasn't that like supposed to be a theatrical release? And they're just like, that, yeah, we're just putting it on our service. That actually did have a theatrical release. That oh, okay, came out. Yeah, that came out like basically right when everything got shut down. Gotcha. Okay. And so it it kind of had its theatrical thing, and you know, I I read. I think I heard maybe on the radio like the, that the movie uh, The Crudes that just came out. Yeah. Um. It had the it had the biggest you know, op- 
opening of a animated movie since onward and it's like well because what the hell like has million dollars. yeah yeah uh and and onward was kind of like a casualty of, of covid but it did have okay. a theatrical run so kind of in that same time frame like when we got like invisible man and there, yes. was, there was a handful of movies that just just enough weeks into where it's you, you kept them going because we didn't know what was happening yep exactly yep mm. And then yeah. some states didn't shut down, you know, like our state shut down. Theaters were closed instantly. Oh, yeah, but, yeah. A lot, a lot of places trail, trailed behind. Yeah, like far behind. So. And then a lot opened up quicker. I mean, yeah, a lot of people got to see Tenet in theaters. Yes, yes. And, uh, yeah, I, I'm surprised that uh, that hasn't made its way quicker to, to a rental service yet. But It's getting close. I, I, I think... It may be available now to rent. Okay. I feel like I saw a commercial that it is, but I, I could be wrong. I could be maybe just saying, hey, go see it if you can. But <laughs> That's just the ad. Tenant, see it if you can. See it if you can. Yeah. See it if you can. It's, it's Tenant, mixed reviews, see it if you can. Yeah, I mean, that's really what it was. It was Tenant mixed reviews. Although I wanted that mixed review feeling myself. I wanted to see it opening weekend and be like, yeah, that was okay. Me too. Me too. <laughs> uh, trying. Okay, so I'm I'm logging into or looking at Best Buy. So the Tenant Blu-ray 4K, all you know, the the, the uh, to buy release is December 15th. Yeah, I mean it's just like a week and a half. Yeah. So yeah, it might be available to rent. I, I always forget what order it happens. If you can buy the DVD first or you can rent it first, but I think it depends on the studio. Yeah. Yeah. The, the, the distributor. Well, well, we haven't seen tenant. We haven't seen Mulan. No, uh, no. We didn't watch Bill and Ted. I mean, I guess we'll, I guess we could, we could do wonder woman for the show. Yeah. You know, uh, I, I kept wondering what is the first movie I, I would pay for at like a $30 price point. And the fact that HBO Max is just giving me Wonder Woman, I, I'm, I'm actually kind of excited to see like a big blockbuster movie that's new. Um, and not that I was going to rent Wonder Woman, you know, a, a DC movie wouldn't have done it for me. I do wonder if like Top Gun, if that would have, if, if, if it came, it was like, ah, eh, it's 20 bucks. What would I rent? And you know, I'd be so torn on that because I am dying to see that movie. Yeah. But I, I, I really want the theater experience for that. Yeah. So I, that'd be hard. And that's what I think they'll hold out. I, I think they're gonna hold out yeah. till theaters. Yeah. If if they came out and said, uh, listen, here it is. It's not gonna be in theaters. Then I would. Yeah. Um, but if they're like, hey, 30 bucks or you can wait, I'll just wait. Yeah. Maybe that Bond, I, I think Bond is going to do the same thing. I think they're going to wait for theatrical release, but I think that's one if they're like, eh, it's, it's never going to hit theaters. Here's Here it is, 20 bucks, you can watch it. I probably would. Yeah. Yeah, and I, I might do it for Bond. Yeah, also. But, yeah, maybe I don't have to make that decision. Maybe they keep waiting and waiting and they make the same deal and, and Netflix swoops in. There's like, we're putting Bond right here on Netflix. Yeah, Netflix, the home of James Bond. Yeah. We have them all. Those they, buy, they, buy them all. They, 
I was wondering if someone was up because I feel like Netflix just dropped all the uh, Casino Royale and Skyfall and all that. I feel like it's all on Netflix now. Oh, are they? Uh, I think I saw while I was scrolling through that at least Casino Royale is on um, Netflix. Yeah, you know, I there's so many streaming services like they kind of blend together for me. Yeah, yeah, they really do. I, I I do the thing where I just rotate my five and I'm constantly just looking for a movie for four hours. Yeah. Uh, oh no, okay, it looks like just Casino Royale. Oh no, Casino Royale, Quantum of Solace are on Netflix, but Skyfall is not. Oh, that's too bad. I love Skyfall. And Spectre, Spectre is not. So just those two. So Casino Royale and Quantum Solace you can watch on uh on Netflix if you if if, if you you'd like. I do not remember Quantum Solace. That if I remember right is the least my least favorite of the four. Because I yeah I've seen Casino Royale a handful of times because yeah, I think that, it's fantastic. Um. That's, Solace uh, was the one like the woman environmental like he was an environmental in terrorist. Oh yeah, covering oil. And... Yeah, and the woman's yeah covering oil. Check that out. Yeah, yeah. Give that give that a rewatch. Well, we, we we've talked about a lot of movies we haven't seen <laughs> that we're not able to see. What have you been watching? <laughs> uh, well, you know, Mark, I'm I'm happy to. Uh, I got a few shows here. Been watching a lot of shows. Um, Happy, happy to report that we completed The Sopranos, um, and still, like, that's my second watch through The Sopranos. What a show, man! What oh. a show! It still, it holds up. Um, as as far as a good TV show, it holds up. I, I think there's some. It's dated as far as. Um, Oh, you know, homophobia and stuff, things mm. like that. I, I, I think they. But they're made... also Italian mobsters. Well, that, that's the thing, and I and I, I kind of wonder if, you know, I know that's that is, and they do touch on that's their kind of a cultural thing. Yeah. Um, that is, you know, part of the theme of that show. But I kind of wonder how heavy-handed they would be with that, if that show was to, say, re-release, you know, you know, get relaunched. This day and age, yeah. Like, like at, at least, like at a... least maybe, at least maybe the language they use, um, and some of the the derogatory terms. Yeah. I let them go the whole way and just have like a super woke. Like they're still mobsters, they're still violent, they still commit crimes, but they're more accepting of other cultures and uh, lifestyles. Sopranos, colon, fully woke. Yeah. <laughs> And then um, we started watching the Netflix, I think it's a big hit, uh, Queen's Gambit. Oh, I've been wanting to start that. I haven't found, I haven't been, I don't feel like I've been in the right mood to like jump in yet. I feel like I need a good three hour block. I, I feel like I need to knock out like three episodes in a row. Yeah, uh, I, I would recommend, I would recommend just that. At least, at least the first two. Okay. Uh, yeah, really enjoying that. Excellent show. Great, great production. Um, hard to believe that things like that are just these like, you know, you. I still think back to when a miniseries was some crappy made-for-TV thing on 
on CBS Sunday nights for four weeks, you know, about like John Wayne Gacy or something. Yeah. And, and, and now like they have these limited series and, and, and well, one, they've changed the, the vocabulary. It's now a limited series. It's not mini series. Oh, right, right. But, uh, but it is, I do like the change because it, it and it gives you the, the clue like, Hey, this is one and done. So, you can get invested with it, but you don't have to worry about, you know, you're not getting into like a uh, lost or something. Right. It's not going to keep going and going. Yeah. Oh, unless they pull like a um, Big Little Lies where all of a sudden there's a second season. That's true. That's a good point. Um, so I've been watching that, enjoying it. There's also a new season of The British Bake Off on Netflix. Okay. And that's pretty funny. So. That show's fun to watch. It's it's just you know you're a cooking competition, but it's it's very it, it's fun because it's it's uh, really positive. Yeah, I find it relaxing. I feel yeah. it's soothing. And and so this new season, I'm like, well, when did they film this? They went full NBA, man. They went bubble. Oh, nice. So, yeah, so all the all the bakers are staying like in the tent. Like yeah, in the tent. The, so they're not they're not going home every night. Okay. Or every week or whatever when like the old shows. So that that I was like, oh, I wonder how they did that because I was like, I, I never really know when those, you know, if it's something on that was on BBC and it's now on Netflix. Like I feel like it'd be like a couple years old. Right. I'm just getting some lag, but it's a 2020 production, which has been fun. And then I watched the very first episode of the formerly on Paramount, now on Peacock. Uh, Kevin Costner vehicle Yellowstone. Mm, right. Uh, so, and we mentioned earlier, you know, earlier T- Taylor Sheridan, and he was like a producer, script supervisor, or something on that show. Um, the first episode is 90 minutes. So, if you want to dip into that, you gotta you gotta carve out same amount as you would for a movie. Okay. Um. And I'm going to be honest, Mark, that first episode is fucking nutty. Like, I enjoyed it, but it's it's nutty. I have no idea, like, what the hell I'm watching. It, it was crazy. Montana's a crazy place. I'll just leave it like leave it that. And I was born in Montana, like, so I know. You know what I mean? I know. They got that new, Montana's very hot right now. They got that new, uh, I think it's an ABC drama. About Montana. Oh, Big Sky. Big Sky with Ryan Felipe. Yeah, man. People, people love Montana. Yeah. Is that is that ABC's answer to Yellowstone? I like to believe so. I mean, because Yellowstone really wasn't a threat when it was just on Paramount. But now it's on Peacock. That's now NBC. It's on Peacock, no? yeah. So, but ABC cannot do what 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 uh peacock is you know what what they're able to play on a subscription service you can't play it on network tv yeah um did get a couple movies in uh we did a fun little uh after thanksgiving dinner we turned on national lampoon's christmas vacation um that's a yearly watch for us yep, classic yep La- laughed my sack off still funny mm-hmm. We, I, I believe we've done it on the show. Yep, we have. Yep. We have. Or we've, or at least we've done some vacation movies. Did we actually review that one? I, I feel remember. like we did, but 
I'll go back to the archives. Yeah, I, I can't remember. Um, yeah, uh, what else did I watch? Oh, I watched a crazy uh, film noir movie, um, Turner Classic Movies, called Suspense. And I'll tell you, Mark, 1946. Any, you know, if you go back and look at like a like list of 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 noir titles, man, there's like a movie. The movie's just called Suspense. Like, what the hell kind of title is that? Uh, it tells you everything ta- you need to know about the movie. <laughs> no, it doesn't, Mark, because I'm gonna I'm not shitting you when I say this is a a figure skating film noir. Oh, there are. There are a lot of ice skating scenes in this movie. And in so the, the, the main actress, the star um, or co-star, her name is Belita, like one name kind of personality or whatever. Belita was a, I think she was from England. She was a famous figure skater and she actually was in the Olympics and, and represented the UK in the Olympics on a couple times came to america to be a an actor and uh the movie the movie's excellent once you get past all the figure skating which is really like the first 35 minutes of the movie after that it's an excellent film but man i I, it just reminds me how much i dislike figure skating Mm. Um, so yeah 1946 suspense and i like there was another one in here oh 1955 i Kiss Me Deadly. Yeah, that was a, that was a, uh, or maybe, did I talk about that last time? Uh, it does not sound familiar. No, so, okay, the last one was the one that was, um, so the previous show, yeah, okay, yeah, that was a different film. They all kind of starting to run together. I'm watching too many. Yeah, yeah Kiss, Kiss Me Deadly, 1955, uh, uh, Hitchhiker. Um. Yeah, what's going on? There's a hitchhiker and shit happens. People die. Yeah, film noir. <laughs> yeah, it is what it is. But um, the the main character's name's Mike Hammer, and Mike Hammer was a he's a uh, a famous crime novel uh kind of personality. The the author's got a few books with Mike Hammer, I believe. Um, and Mike. Mike Hammer has been played by a lot of different people and throughout the years, different movies. And, and, and the guy who played him in this one was, uh, I can't, man, I can't remember his name, but he, he was great. He was great. Um, but the, the guy who created my cameras, Mickey Spillane and Mickey Spillane's got like tons of like the most famous, like detective crime novels ever written. Um, Ralph Meeker. Yeah, Ralph Meeker was the actor. Yeah, he was great. He was great. Um, but uh, but yeah, so Mickey Splane was the author and, and uh, of the the Mike Hammer books and um, but yeah, Kiss Me Deadly. I, I highly recommend that one. That was a good one. Great name too. You almost think like yeah, oh good, that's yeah, too that that's too title. made up. But we got Army Hammer, you know. Oh yeah, Hammer. Character. I was thinking like Kiss Me Deadly was a great name for a book and a movie. Um, but yeah, uh, good name. Oh, yeah, great good, good, title. Yeah. Good private eye kind of name. Yeah, Mike Hammer, private investigator Mike Hammer. So, 
but yeah, other than those shows and the few movies I watched, that's been about it. You know, holidays were here, so I watched a lot of football. How about you? What'd you get in? Oh over man, the I, couple got, weeks? I got I got no football. I, I watched one football game this week. Uh, but I did get a lot of movies in. I'll, I'll try to go quickly through them. Uh, you can follow me on Letterbox if you, if you need to know my uh, my uh, quick one sentence reviews and my star ratings. Uh, <laughs> I watched uh, Easy A 2010. Uh, it wasn't as good as I remember it being, but Emma Stone is uh, really good, and it's it's like you watch that movie, like oh yeah, of course she becomes like a movie star. Right. Yeah. Uh, I watched a movie that Hulu kept trying to get me to watch. Every time I logged into Hulu, it was like front and center. So I finally was like, you know what? I'm putting it on. I got nothing to do. Thanksgiving time. I watched a movie called The Turkey Bowl. 2019 movie. Um, stars Ryan Hansen, who is was like from like Veronica Mars. Um, it's really bad. It, it, it's like a Lifetime movie, but they tried to like guy it up. Um, Badger from Breaking Bad's in it. Oh, I love that guy. Yeah. That, that, but uh, we, I watched it with my wife, parts of it, and she goes, oh, that's like a poor man's Jake Johnson. And I go, yeah, it kind of is. And then I picture you, – you can watch this movie and you go, oh, that guy's like a poor man's Craig Robinson. And you go through <laughs> each member of the cast and you go, I could see this movie, what this movie would have been like had it starred Seth Rogen. Like there is a A-list level of, of this movie. And I was like, yeah, that would have been as good enough to release like alongside Tag. I mean if Tag got a release, this could get a release. <laughs> Uh, so watch that. Watched a Christmas movie on Thanksgiving. Uh, you know, there's not a lot of Thanksgiving movies unless you want to watch Planes, Trains, and Automobiles, um, which I didn't want to rent. That's not I watched streaming Dis- anywhere. That's sad. no. Yeah, it was not. I was like, oh, Amazon has to have this, right? No, 3.99. I just wasn't ready for it. Uh, I watched uh, 2019's Noel. It, that's a very charming movie. That's fine. That's the Anna Kendrick. Yeah, Anna Kendrick and uh, Bill yeah. Hader. Uh, yeah, it, yeah it's really fine. Um, I don't know. Like, are there any like great? I mean, there's like three great Christmas movies, and then every other Christmas movie you watch, it's like, yeah, it's fine. It's Christmas time. I'm gonna, I'm in a good mood. Yeah, but then there's things like Christmas with the Cranks. Yes. And <laughs> you just get, you just get fucking pissed off and it ruins your holidays. There are three great Christmas movies. There are a bunch of just okay Christmas movies, and then there's like six really awful <laughs> Christmas movies that you need to avoid at all, all costs. Yeah. Christmas of the Cranks, that's one of them. That is. Reindeer Games. Throw that in there with <laughs> I kind of, I was going to say the other Ben Affleck, um, James Gandolfini movie, but I think I kind of like that one. Like, I think that was just okay. I, I was like, I could watch that one. Ben Affleck's like a rich, uh, rich guy who never had a family, so he pays James Gandolfini's family to take him in for Christmas Day. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I never saw that one. Yeah, I think it's like it's okay. It's fine. <laughs> uh, you know, everyone learns a great valuable lesson at the, at the end of it. Um, did watch a great movie. No, I don't think anybody learns a great valuable life lesson in this, but, but it's a fantastic movie. I watched 2013's Inside Lewin Davis. Oh yeah, that's yep. just, that's, just, that's just a great uh, great movie. Great later Coen brother film or later year second. However you want to divide their their filmography up it, it, it's a really good one uh i watched a new movie this is on hbo this is on hbo uh i think it's it's new to hbo uh came out this year around february time uh the 2020 film underwater stars uh kristen stewart tj miller 
Uh, Kind of just like a creature feature. It's not very good, but it's not awful. There is like a 10 second really cool thing that happens, like a reference to something outside of this movie world where you see it and you go, oh, that's pretty cool. But I wouldn't recommend my anybody watch it for just that. But if you do stumble upon it, you'll see this moment. And you go, oh, that was kind of cool. Okay, okay. Uh, did watch a better horror movie. Um, kind of a really fun, uh, fun one. 2009's Drag Me to Hell. Uh, the Sam Raimi. Uh, I think it was like his return to horror after doing all the Spider-Man movies. Uh, oh, with Justin, Justin Long. Long. Yeah. yeah. Uh, it's fun. It, it, it is like, if you like the Evil Dead, it, I, I think it, it plays along. You know, it's not as good as the Evil Dead, but I think it, it plays. You could do a nice double feature of Drag Me to Hell and, uh, and like an Evil Dead movie or like, um, oh, what, what's the third one called? Um, Army of Darkness. Army of Darkness. Yeah, I think I think yeah, play, plays nice with that. It, it, he does have this like comedic horror thing he does. Like, you know, it's not really a comedy, but it's it's like slapstick horror. Yeah. Yeah, uh, that Sam Raimi does, and you know, it, it's a gross movie though, so you gotta have a stomach for it. <laughs> kind of does it? Could, what about uh, would it be a good double feature with like a Cabin in the Woods or, or something like that? Yeah, yeah, d- different t- style different types of movies, but I think they kind of have, they, there's like a similar, almost like satire of the horror movie. Okay. okay. They're doing. Um, so I like that. Uh, okay. And then I watched, uh, this is on Netflix. I, I picked this. Um, it was one I kind of heard about that was, you know, it was, it was kind of film festivals winning things. It's on Netflix. I watched uh, yes, God, yes. And it, has a run it's a 2019 movie it stars um natalie dyer who was in stranger things and uh timothy simons who is uh, jonah from veep and um it is about a catholic school girl who is kind of going through like her sexual awakening but she's catholic and the, like the guilt that comes alongside that it's kind of a drama comedy uh Runtime's an hour, seventeen minutes, and that's why I threw that on. It's it's it, it's okay. It's it's good. I think there there's some some good parts. I think I think a lot of people, if you are Catholic or religious and you you kind of had that teen experience, it takes place in the '90s, so there's a lot of like AOL dial-up and instant messenger rooms and um, soul asylum songs. So <laughs> the Nokia brick phones, like so, oh yeah. Uh, yeah, then you definitely, you know, I, I I wasn't a teen girl, but you definitely was like going, kind of going, being a teenager and just like doing things. And you're like, oh, that's a sin. You're going to hell for that kind of thing. Yeah, yeah. Uh, so there's that. And then I watched another movie. Mike and I have talked about this movie. Uh, it has been 16 years since I'd seen this movie. Um, Mank is coming out Friday. It's a David Fincher film. I'm, I I enjoy David Fincher. So I watched Citizen Kane, 1941's uh, Citizen Kane, Orson Welles film. I'm bored, huh? 16 years later. How many nights did it take you to watch it? I watched it in one sitting. You I did? Say, no way. Yeah. It's only a two-hour runtime. It feels like an eternity. I, I will say 16 years later, I am I, older. I am wiser. I appreciated the technical filmmaking. I was like, wow, this is actually a beautifully – it looks really good. Yeah, yeah. It is boring. Yeah, yeah. I am so bored by this movie – 
I tried. It is one of the most boring movies I've ever seen. Yeah. I, I, I'm sure, and, and, you know, it's one of those movies that, uh, you know, you hear people talk about it, you know, uh, people much smarter than me about film and about how, like, oh, well, this movie in 1941 was very innovative, and a lot of things we have now are due to this film. Okay, I appreciate the technical, how, I think it looks very well, but just as a story, I was like, I don't care about this guy and his life. He's kind of a jerk. Um. It is funnier than I remember it. I I, I do think the dialogue. Uh, I think there's uh, it, it, there there are some funny. I think I think um, there are some funny moments that I don't remember. Uh, when I was uh, 18, watching this for a film class, where I think I just slept. But um, yeah, I, I just still think it's it's a boring movie. Yeah, I. I but I'm interested. I, I'm excited to watch Mink. Yeah. Uh... I'm I'm excited for Mank too. I mean, I think a lot of it is because they they talk about Herman Mankiewicz like a lot on TCM. Yeah. And so I, I, I'm I'm interested to see what what uh, he can do with that as a yeah. as a I guess it's a biopic I guess. Yeah. And you know um I don't really use Facebook or social networks like one of my favorite movies of the last ten years so um I feel like he can make a very interesting movie so uh, excited for that. Uh, and that's what I watched. Yeah, you got some good stuff in there, and then and then uh, you managed to to not watch Christmas with the Cranks, so I'm proud of you. Yeah, yeah. Well, <laughs> g- give me a couple weeks. We, we we got three weeks till Christmas, so uh, I'm sure you know I'll watch my uh, I'll, I'll throw on Christmas Vacation. I'll throw in a Christmas Story. I'll do Die Hard. Um, oh, jeez, what are the um. I'd like to do a Muppet Christmas Carol too. I like to hit that one. Okay, it's been, a couple, it's been a couple years, but I really like that. Yeah, I'll watch Home Alone this year. I, I feel like I took a, you know, I'll watch Home Alone, uh, and then I'm gonna, I'll, the wells is gonna run dry, and I'll probably throw on Christmas with the Cranks. I'm like, it's not that bad, right? Jamie Lee Curtis, <laughs> he's, he's fun. Oh man, it's so bad. Is that Danny DeVito Matthew Broderick movie where they, where they uh, try to outdo each other's lights? Is that good? It's got to be better than Christmas with the Cranks. I'll try that one. So it's got to be like one of those okay ones. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we'll give it a try. We did manage to find some other uh, time to watch some other movies. A, a, a new movie, a, a new movie that came to streaming, HBO Max, uh, which I am now a fan of. Because uh, they, there's like, hey, here's a movie. Enjoy it. Yeah, watch you, it. <laughs> yeah, you, you pay your fifteen ninety nine or whatever. That's good enough for us. Uh, we watched the 2020 remake of the 1990 film The Witches. We watched uh, Robert Zemeckis' uh, The Witches. Uh, the Witches was a 1990 film uh, starring Angelica Houston, uh, Meyer Zetterling, Jason Fisher, Rowan Atkinson. It tells the story of uh, a young boy and his grandmother who are staying at a hotel where uh, witches are having convention and they turn him into a, a mouse and uh, – Hijinks and Sue. Uh, did you rewatch uh, the witch? Have you ever seen the witches before? I had never seen it, Mark. Oh, okay. Yeah. Uh, so, so I think you watched it for recently. I did. Yes. Yeah. What, what were your thoughts on 1990s The Witches? I I rather enjoyed it. It was fun. Um, the the reason I had now I had I I had thought I'd seen. It. Um, okay. And I, I as I started going like wow I've never seen this movie. And then oh, yeah. I, I started yeah. to recall my childhood, and 
this was a movie that 1990 I would have been eight years old. Yeah. So at the time we didn't live anywhere that had a movie theater. So it would have been so maybe I'd have been like nine years old by the time I could have got this at the local rental place, right? Right. But this was a movie that and I I think my sister may have sabotaged me on this. I think she had watched it with some friends at a at a sleepover or something, and I was dying to see it, but I think she convinced my mom that it was too scary for me. Oh. And because she was always messing with me, trying to you know just ruin my life, as an older sister would. And after watching it, I'm thinking an eight year old Mike would have shit his pants watching that movie, Mark. <laughs> I so I watched this movie. I remember watching this movie as a kid. I remember really liking it as a kid. I did not think it was scary. I thought it was like a fun child action adventure movie. Uh, you know, this kid gets turned into a mouse and then he has to defeat the these witches. Um, rewatching it as an adult, especially the beginning part, I, I like I must have blocked out the part where a little girl gets trapped in a painting and then dies. <laughs> That's 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 horrible. Uh, yeah, that that is horrific. I, I think that would have scared the shit out of me. And, yeah. <laughs> but and, and I mean the whole movie that the whole time I'm watching I'm like, man, there is some dark stuff in this in this kids movie. Yes. Uh, and then of course you know the the, uh, the the transformation of how the witches look. And so this uh, Jim. Jim Henson's name pops up. So is this a Jim Henson production or Jim Henson something? Um, or at least his 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 makeup and puppeteering yeah. company was was involved with the production. Yeah, using the effects, and so yeah, you have these very this gro- these grotesque witches. Um, but yeah, I never found it scary. But um, yeah, they definitely. I don't know. You know, I mean, I I, I was six and I, I would watch like Halloween and like the Friday Thirteenth movies. So maybe I was just desensitized. Uh, <laughs> Could have been, but, yeah. Yeah, now watching the now as I'm told, it's like, oh yeah, this is, these witches look freaky. Yeah, they did. They looked yeah. freaky. I will say on a rewatch, I, I I so as a kid, I was like, Oh, I really like the witches. Yeah, the witches is a fun movie. As as an adult watch, I go, Oh, this is kinda boring. And I honestly think it's too scary to show to a child. So I don't I don't know <laughs> who should be watching this movie. Yeah, and it and it and it kind of um it's and you know it, it's almost it's and I've never read the book, but the pacing of it is very much a Roald Dahl book. Like okay, I've never read The Witches, but I've read other Roald Dahls and and it or really not even just Roald Dahl, but that 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 age group kind of fiction. Uh-huh. Things move so fast. Yeah, I mean this movie begins with just the grandma doing voice like. Our 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 hero, our, our child hero, Luke, is being told the story of the witches by his grandma. And that's that's how the movie opens. And so we're kind of diving right into witches, you know, her going into the witches, and then very quickly, um, a lot of stuff happens to this kid, and then now there's this hotel where the grand witch is having this convention. Yeah. Yeah. Uh so nineteen ninety it, it's a um, I consider it a beloved movie. I think uh, I, I talked to some other people 
recently who were like, oh, I loved uh, I loved the 1990 Witches. And a lot of people who, who are big fans, I've never read a uh, Roald Dahl book. I, I know he's Charlie and Chocolate Factory and Matilda. I've never read any of his books. Uh, I've had people tell me like, oh, you know, he, he's my favorite child writer. And so they were very excited for uh, the, the Witches. Fast forward 2020. Was that 30, 30 years later? Uh, HBO Max, we, we get the Witches remake, uh, this time directed by Robert Zemeckis. It stars uh, Octavia Spencer and Anne Hathaway as um, the grandma and the grand witch, uh, respectively. Um, did, so you've never seen the next of Witches, so did you have any thoughts going into watching this movie or I was I I was actually kind of I was curious on if it was going to be kind of like a a shot for shot remake or just a like a a complete like reimagining of it Uh, I didn't know what to expect to be completely honest it's very it you know with, with streaming movies usually when this question happens we're doing theatrical releases and with theatrical releases I have an opinion usually formed I've seen a trailer or we're doing an older movie I've heard people talk about it I have some vague recollection of how I perceive the movie in 2020 when movies come to streaming services they just appear and I go well here we go yeah yeah I'm just I, all right let, let's let's give this a try whether that's uh. Triple Frontier or Six Underground or The Witches. I'm just like, all right, this is this is on streaming. Yeah, well, I, I don't yeah. have an opinion. At the end yeah, of it, I don't, I'll, 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 I'll pay for it. I don't care. Let's just see what's. Yeah, up. I don't have any preconceived like, <laughs> I, I you know, it's not like, you know, American Werewolf in Paris. I remember being 12, seeing the trailer, and then waiting 20 years later, and remember like forming like an opinion, like, oh yeah, that was bad, right? Or, you know, even Top Gun Maverick, I have an opinion of like, yeah, I want to see that. Yeah. Yep. Um, well, this movie is a slight reimagining. It takes place in uh, it, it, the location moves from the uh, United Kingdom to the United States. Uh, it was like 1960s or something like that. I, I don't know if they actually give a time when this is. There, there are cars. We know that much. Yep, they're, they're driving. Yep. Yeah. Uh, I think it was uh, like late 60s. Yeah. It takes place in Louisiana. Is that where they go? The, the hotels in uh, Louisiana? Alabama. Alabama? Well, the, the hotel might have been in Louisiana, but I think the town is in Alabama. Yeah. Um, right under the cast, Stanley Tucci uh, plays the uh, Rowan Atkins hotel manager role. Uh, Jazir Bruno uh, plays the uh, the kid. And there's a, uh, there's a voiceover done by Chris Rock. Um what what worked for you with 2020s the witches uh the intro the voiceover was great chris walk was or chris rock was brilliant as a voiceover i thought like i i was i was really compelled by his his work on that yeah yeah i didn't i didn't mind i i actually liked that tonally like as soon as it begins it just feels different than the 1990 version yeah yeah he does bring like an energy um, you know, just in his, in his, you know, the very you know, Chris Rock has a very distinct voice. Yeah, and it, kinda, it, it, it yeah. is distinct, but he's not playing Chris Rock. No, if that makes sense. Like uh, just the way he he did the voice acting for that role, telling the tale. I'm like this, I know it's Chris Rock, but I'm liking this. 
this. It, it, you know, yeah, I, I feel like this would be not Chris Rock doing stand-up, but Chris Rock like actually reading a bedtime story. Yeah, yeah. To to his own kids. Yeah. Um. I really enjoyed Anne Hathaway's performance. I thought she was just seemed to be like hamming it up and really having fun. Yeah, she. You know, she. Everything I see with her, I mean, she. You can tell she just. She gives it everything she's got. Yeah. That makes sense. Yeah, she's a very talented actress. She and is. so even in something like this, like which is just a family, you know, it's a PG family movie on HBO Max, and you just, like, she's like, all right, yeah, I'm I'm committed a hundred percent, and yeah, it's gonna be car- I'm gonna play this cartoonish and ghoulish and and have fun with it. Now, was this movie? Was it? Would it have been in the theaters? Had had we not had COVID stuff, or, or was this a, a Max production? Do we know? You know, I don't. I don't know. Because it uh, seemed like such like there was some money in this movie, and it, it just seems like it would have been a really good theater release. Yeah, yeah. I mean, you know, so the cast is huge, and you're getting Robert Zemeckis, who you know is Back to the Future and Forrest Gump and all those things, and um, I don't know what his most recent films have been. What, I don't know how long ago Walter Mitty was, but I still feel like he's a guy that like. Yeah, you put him. This movie could be released Christmas Day, and just the cast and him alone it seems like that's enough to like get it in theaters. Yeah, I mean, I mean, and Octavia Spencer was awesome. She was so fun as the as the gra- as the grandma. Yes, I, I you know so the beginning part is so the movie it takes longer to get into the witches, um, which is nice because it, it does build a little more backstory for the you know the boy and the grandma and it kind of just lets you live with them for a little bit and she's really great i kind of feel like she runs out of stuff to do in the second half i i for me this movie kind of it's it's like a tale of two different movies like the first half versus like the second half where i just really lose interest in the second half but yeah she's another one just anytime octavia spencer's in a movie i'm like yeah she's really good it you know you're right that they did a really there's a really good development of the relationship uh, between her and the grandson. Does the grandson have a name? I can't figure no, out. that's a yeah. He he is not named in this in the movie. Weird. Yeah, and I'm sure <laughs> you know. So my complaints when we get into like the bad, I'm sure a lot of it is just like, well, it's I think this is a, just watching the two movies. I feel like this might be the more faithful adaptation to the book. But for a movie watcher, like my my main character has to have a name, right? Yeah. <laughs> like, like I, okay, maybe in the book he is just the boy, or like you know maybe it's told first person. You never actually get his name, but uh, just go. You oh. know, the nineteen ninety they called him Luke. Yeah, and, and, and I, I'm on IMDb right now. It's called Hero Boy. Yeah. On IMDb. Yeah. Weird. So I, I was trying to do some. I, I, it doesn't seem like it's clear if this was like directly. Oh, no, you know what? This movie was supposed to be released October 16, 2020. Yeah, I think it was supposed to get a theatrical release through so Warner Brothers. Uh, it was supposed to get a theatrical release, and then due to COVID-19, um, it was just released through HBO Max. Okay. Yeah. I mean, I, I, I got to, you know, I got to think that this would have been a, a pretty big fall release. Yeah, you get that family 
Halloween time, you know, fall kids are back in school. Like maybe it hangs around in the theaters until Thanksgiving and gets that Thanksgiving movie boost. You know what I mean? Yeah. Uh, What didn't work for you for, uh, for the witches? I really, um, and I think it was, I, I, you know, I watched both of these movies um, to one night apart and I did not like, uh, I feel like they shorted me on uh, the witch, the witch lore a little bit. I feel like they, they went a little quicker through it when grandma's explaining things. Yeah, I, yeah I really, she really does in, kind of breeze through it. Yeah, in the, in the first one, and, and, it, and it starts kind of cool with when you don't really know that it's a mouse talking to you, but it starts kind of cool with like the narration of like, witches are real, and, and you got this slideshow going. Yeah. But I felt that I felt it was so much more compelling in the original when you got this, you know, th- this old, you know, European, you know, grandma talking and, and, and she's got a missing finger. Uh, it just like to me, I'm more into that. I'm more into that mystery creepiness um, yeah. kind of thing. So that, I think that, that's one thing I felt missing was the actual kind of like I wish we would have got more back backstory on the witches yeah it's a very interesting you know the things they decided to key thing versus things they tried to change um you know just as far as compelling or, or or how it begins the switch from the girl in the painting versus the girl turning into a chicken the painting is much more terrifying yeah yeah because it maybe is. they go chicken because you know maybe, maybe it's less scary although it's still pretty horrific it was uh, still pretty nuts yeah i watched this movie with my uh with my my wife and and her mom uh, we actually we I actually ended up watching this movie uh, back in October, and so I kind of did a quick rewatch for the show. Um, and when it ended, I go, you know, so she has grandkids or you know my my nieces and nephews. I go, hey, which ones would you show this to? So so they range in age, four, six, nine. She said she wouldn't show it to the four or six year old, and the nine would be borderline. And same with the first one, I go. Who are these movies for then? I, I also feel like this was also very scary for uh, for children. I'm, I'm gonna put this in the good because, uh, as you know, it, we've gone on a, on my uh, my horror watching journey and uh-huh. development on the show, and how I'm super into body horror. Now, <laughs> this was body horror for children. Yeah, you know, to to me, if I would have watched this movie as an eight year old or a nine year old, and the first one, I would have I would have shit my pants. <laughs> and and i think uh it is the 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 uh presentation of witches in primal form if that, yeah that is that is freaky but there's some major differences you know we had in the original we got the jim henson look yes um and i for me like watching these both these I much prefer that because, you know, I'm, I'm kind of an old school guy. I like the, I like that kind of, I like actual makeup features and, 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 and that kind of effect. And especially the, the, the grand witch when she's in her grand witch form is insane looking in the original movie. And I loved it. I loved how over the top, but the, uh, Anne Hathaway's mouth in this movie scares the crap out of me. 
Yeah, I will. You know, same same when we you know recently we just did the American Werewolf, uh, London versus Paris, and practical effects just always will win out for me. Um, I don't think the CGI was bad, and you know this is a kids movie. No, and I think it was pretty good. I think the CGI. I, was I good. think it was very you know for a kid like Anne Hathaway was was scary looking. Her yeah, the yeah. mouth and the tail, and when her art when she's reaching through the um the vents and her arms are doing this like breaking stretching thing like that's that's freaky. Oh. Man, can you imagine seeing that in 3D? You know it would have got a 3D release. <laughs> yeah. Um, does this movie do anything better than the original? Um, I mean, it must. Um, I mean, I think the, the child performance is better. Uh, the guy who played Luke, not a very good actor, I don't think. Um, the guy who plays Hero Boy, I think he was pretty good. <laughs> yeah, I you know I always feel bad for that kid because as I watch, I was like, oh man, it falls apart. So the second half of the film, I do think it falls apart. I just think it's more bad writing than like where it, it, it's more on the shoulder of the kid. The thing that really annoyed me is when they do the thing where I just felt like there was a lot of like telling, not showing kind of deal. You know, it's just like Grandma, I got a plan, and then he kind of like I, there was just a lot of like the dialogue I just felt was bad. And, you know, so that's not on the kid. That's, that's on the writing. Um, she had more examples, but there was just a lot of times of him just explaining what was going to happen. Sure. Yeah. Versus just that. Um, but yeah, you're right. Rewatching the 1990s. I was like, Oh yeah, that kid, (laughs) uh, that, that kid's no Bruno. That's for sure. I, you know, another thing I I like too, I kind of, I kind of like them giving life to his pet mouse. In the new movie, uh, oh, okay. I, but I was watching the original. I thought, oh, is he gonna start talking to his pets now? And he never does. They just, they're just like are in the vents, and that's yeah. it. They're gone. I, 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 I like didn't it. like that. You didn't like so that. Huh? I didn't like. So is that that's Kristen Chenoweth. I didn't like. So the two boys get turned into to mice, and it's just we're used to hear. We we saw them as a as live kids and then they become mice and they're just using their kid voices i feel like christian chenoweth it maybe wasn't so much the 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 idea of having her formerly be a kid that was turned into a mouse herself it was the i guess the choice to kind of do a cartoony voice and so i don't maybe just I don't know, hire another kid actor as opposed to hiring, you know, a, a woman in her 40s who's doing a kid voice. Yeah, yeah, I mean, and she's kind of just like a professional voice actor at this point. Yeah, and so just her, she's doing that southern accent. I think she's trying to sound like a kid, and it just, it didn't didn't work for me. I, I just, yeah, didn't, didn't didn't like that that choice of, yeah, you, you know, maybe... You and that's funny because, you know, as soon as she started talking, I, I just, like, started laughing about, like, scenes from BoJack Horseman. That made oh, me. is that? <laughs> yeah. Uh, is that a similar voice that she's using in that? Yeah, I mean, Kristen Chenoweth is Kristen Chenoweth. Yeah, I mean, it, it's almost identical. It just doesn't sound as, you you know, she she definitely puts some youth inflection in this one. Yeah, and, and definitely, like, like, very Southern. like Yeah. Like, yeah. Um. Yeah, I I do, and so for like for better, I I do like the introduction, you know, the 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 Chris Rock, the narration. 
I do just think for for a kids movie, this does seem more livelier, a little more, little more energy than than the 1990 version has. Yeah. So you know, as a kid, sure. if you're gonna sit down in front of a movie, you know, just you know, it has more energy, a little more color, um, a little more whimsy. Yeah, that's a good that's a good uh, description. Yeah, whimsy. Yeah. Uh, what does what does this do worse? Um. Or what does the 1990 version do better than, than than this one? Gosh, I mean, you know, obviously we we say it every time: practical effects. Yeah. Um, oh, I, you know, as we said, you, the, the CGI just wasn't bad. I just if you are doing, you know, we are doing a comparison right now, and yeah, practical effects are just always going to be better. Yeah, and you know that that's yeah, the CGI was 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 great. It was exceptional, but. Man, I, honestly, I was not ready for that crazy mouth thing to happen, Mark. And I did not like it. I did not like that crazy split mouth thing. Uh, I'm not saying it's bad. I'm just saying, for me, a little over the top for this kind of a movie, for a kid's movie that was yeah. too intense. Um, I, I So... I, I did not read the book. I, I have a feeling that because of the decisions that were made in this movie, I feel like this one is a more faithful adaptation because I had a what the fuck moment at the end of this movie where it just ended. I go, what the hell was that? You can't show this to a child. Um, I don't, it, it's new enough. I, I don't really want to spoil the film or I, I don't do. Do we spoil the film? Do I? Do I, I yeah. I mean, just, I'll go I think ahead. you can spoil it. Yeah, I think you're okay. Okay. So in the 1990 version, so the 1990 version, I feel like it it feels like a darker movie than the the 2020 version. Um, this one feels not as dark, but I think the source material is very dark because at the end of the movie, the kids stay mice, and then the grandma just tells them, "Hey, you're gonna live for about 12 years." And then that's just how the movie ends. I'm like, at least the the you know, this is for children. How do you not have them turn back into children at the end of the movie? Um, yeah, the the weird more mortality uh thing. It it's bizarre it, to be added to this. Just that scene in general. Why that did not hit the cutting room floor, I don't. It is so wild. I feel like the 19... So I'm going to go... I'm just putting out on a limb. I think that the book probably ends with him being remaining a mouse. I would like to know for sure. Yeah. Because the end of the the, the 90 movie... I was... The end of that movie, I was like, what the hell? Who's... What, what the hell? She's just like, all of a sudden, like, a good person? And we're, we're fixing the kids? Like, that threw me off. I that was my what the fuck. They yeah, I wonder if that was something mouse. that was like added in because it, it's a kids movie and the fact that it, I feel like the 1990 version at least earned when, when I feel like it's made more clear. Maybe the moral of the story is no matter what you are, child or mouse, grandma is gonna love you no matter what. Right. And it, but then it ends with the former secretary who now she quits 
you know, she she was, uh, you know, she she was fired from her job. She, you know, well, all the witches die. She's left. She was going to quit the job anyways. She now turned good. She goes, finds the children, turns them back into children. It's very corny how it happens, but at least for a kids movie, you get you get the happy ending. Yeah, and, and it seems so tacked on that. To, yeah, to me, yeah, maybe it was a studio thing. Like, hey, here's the deal. We got to make this kid friendly, so you got to you got to fix the kid. Yeah, so and they so tacked it on. The 2020 version where the witches are defeated, they get the money, they go back, and then there's just that conversation of, I don't mind being a mouse. I was like, really, you don't? I know. That's I was. A, I, that's a weird I, thing for kids to say for kids was, to just accept. I was, yeah, I mean, I was waiting, and, and even okay, so he's like, I'm cool with being a mouse, but even uh, Bruno's like, eh, I'm cool with leaving my parents. Yeah, you know, in the 90 version, Bruno, his parents accept him as a mouse, they take him home, and then we assume he's gonna get turned back into a kid as well. Right. Yep. In this one, he's just like, ah, fuck my parents, I'm gonna come live with Octavia Spencer and uh, <laughs> and Hero Boy with uh, Kristen Chenoweth. With Chris, yeah, some Chris, Kristen Chenoweth on the side. Yeah, and they're all just like, yeah, we're cool being mice. <laughs> yeah, we'll just uh, build this contraption and, you know. And then just the weird conversation of, how long do mice live? Well, oh, I'm sure you'll live to be another, was, is it 12 years? Since you're a mouse boy, nine. Yeah. Three times that. A mouse usually lives three years, but since you're a mouse boy, probably three times that. What? <laughs> it's, I'm like, you can't put an eight-year-old in, like, what kids movie has children discussing their their mortality yeah and then and then and then unless it's my girl oh that's good because i'll die when you die grandma oh my god yeah that was bad that was bad now that you mention it i since we're talking about it i realized really how bad of an ending that was well you you know it's every grandparent's nightmare to have their grandchildren outlive them so i guess it works out for octavia spencer that they're all gonna die at the same time yeah and this i I wasn't super down with the the child the child army at the end either. Yeah, that was just like, what? We don't need this. I don't know. Yeah, I I, I would have rather the narration of Chris Rock as if he's addressing the audience, not a classroom full of kids. Yeah. And yeah. you could have kept it the exact same way, but he's informing us the kids who are watching the movie at home versus a classroom full of kids. Um, yeah. He, it cuts to who his, assembled it cuts those to, kids. It cuts to a nine-year-old mouse and he's like penning his memoirs. Yeah. And, and we've been hearing his internal monologue. Yeah. That yeah. would have been much better. It, you know, this story could have been the mouse's rosebud. <laughs> <laughs> we go back to find out what, you know, on his deathbed nine years later, what, what, uh, <laughs> what caused them to say witches? Um, do you need to see the 1990 version to enjoy the 2020 version? No, I don't think so. I think you could jump into either of them and and and, and enjoy both. Enjoy either. Yeah, um, I think they're similar enough that you know if you like the 90 version, you have enough entry point into this one. But they're also unique enough that you can watch these separately. They're they're two different viewing experiences. Yeah, you know, and I and I thought that it was a it was a good modernization. I mean, I, I think they did a a good job of of bringing it to a new audience. Would you like to see a sequel of 2020 of the Witches? Not a sequel, no. Chris Rock 
old man mouse. It, it's like Logan, but he's a mouse. No, and... I I don't need to see that. Um, I would like to see a prequel. Um, I want to know more about these witches, Mark. I just got. I want to know more about these witches and what the they've witch been up lore. to. In both movies, is pretty cool. I, it I is do like really cool. The yeah, rules it, of the witches are. Yeah, it's really cool. I want to know more. I want to. I want to maybe a, uh, see a, a protagonist of, of a witch and and her trying to nab children and stuff. And you could you could do a family friendly movie with a little, uh, you know, little. Oh, actually, not, you could. I mean, just based on these two movies, I mean, yeah, there are horror elements, and obviously they don't mind not having a feel-good uh, story, you know? Yeah. The yeah. girl who gets turned into a chicken and eventually just lives her life out to be a chicken. These yep. kids, at the end of the movie, we just assume, I just assume Bruno and Christian Chenoweth are dead. Right, right. <laughs> I mean, hero boys on the last stages of his life. I just assume uh, nine-year-old Bruno, are, are, how old are these kids supposed to be? Eight? Yeah, Kevin? I'd say like nine, ten, I guess. Okay, ten, yeah. So, eighteen-year-old uh, Bruno's just—he died. <laughs> he probably—he didn't live the whole nine years. I mean, you know, the kid loved his chocolate. You know. High in cholesterol, yeah. He's eating, not eating very good, so he—he he probably only went about eighteen months, probably. <laughs> yeah, eighteen months as a mouse, and yeah. so he—he he died, yeah. So. Uh, yeah, yeah I the. I was I was pretty disappointed because um, one of the things that I that I really loved in that first movie was when the first witch turns into a mouse and just gets squished into oh in the first one the one who comes yeah yeah when Angelica I think Angelica he just squishes her yes that I I I was like oh you know one of those moments and I loved it and so I was waiting for it in this one and it never came. No, yeah, and this one is more of like a showdown. Like uh, Anne Hathaway's uh, witch avoids the soup, and then there's like the showdown in the uh, in the hotel room. Yeah. Uh, which you know they kind of they did kind of add just more action to this one. Yeah, you know, I, I think him putting the uh, the potion in the soup is a lot more uh, um, you know exciting than than in the fir- the 1990 version. Um, would you like to see this movie remade? Oh uh, no, no, I, I, I'm, I'm settled on the witches for now. Yeah, I, I mean, obviously the movie came out in 2020. Give it another 10 years, I'd like to see someone take another crack at this, and, um, you know, I'd like to see some of the good elements they brought here. You know, the voiceover, uh, some of the more action adventure uh, elements to it, and maybe just fix that ending. Yeah, yeah, fix that ending. Gosh, it's crazy. F- fix, yeah. Uh, you know, let, let's let's tighten up some of the dialogue. Let, let, let's, uh, you know, because the beginning part of the movie, I, I really like how much they, you know, the Octavia Spencer hero boy relationship. Keep that. Add the second half of the first movie. Uh, I think you got yourself a winner. <laughs> and maybe uh, don't do that freaky, freaky middle toe thing on uh, the main witch. I did not like that. Yeah. That was, that was gross. Yeah. Witches have no toes. Why did she get a toe? Yeah, she says the one toe. One toe. <laughs> well, because then they need to have that mousetrap. The mousetrap scene was pretty excellent. I'll be honest. Yeah. With you. They're a little scheme. They're a little scheme. I mean, they must have been at least 10 years old. 
Because I didn't start scheming that good until I was at least 10. Right. I'm yeah, I, I didn't I mind the schemes. I just hated when he was like, hey, I got a plan. And then he <laughs> d- did the whisper thing. And then it's just like, just, just launch into it, movie. Yeah, yeah. We'll follow kidding. along. Yeah, we'll, 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 we'll pick up. We'll pick it up. Yeah. Um, which is 2020. Did we need it? You know, I'm going to say yes, we did need it, Mark. I, I think it was a, a good modernization of what was deemed to many a classic movie. Uh, I, I'm going to go the opposite. So I actually did not, at all said and done, I didn't like the movie. I think the ending just left me so like, what the <laughs> fuck with this movie? Uh, I, you know, I, I do think it's a good Octavia Spencer, good Anne Hathaway. Uh, I don't remember much of Stanley Tucci, but I'm sure he's fine in it. Uh, there, there were a lot of things I liked, but I just think the, the stuff I didn't like really left a bad taste in my mouth. And then, and then also leaves me with, I don't know what kid watches this movie. I feel like 10's too old. Like a 10 year old's ready for like a Mission Impossible movie. But yeah. I don't know. Maybe kids nowadays, like maybe I'm not giving kids enough credit that maybe like a seven year old could sit down and watch this. But to me, I'm like, I, I think this might be too much for its intended audience. I, I feel like this is too dark for its intended audience. And, you know, it would have been interesting to see how they marketed this with trailers and things leading up to a theatrical release. Because then maybe would we would have expected a more, uh, you know, we would have been ready for something a little nutty like that. You know what I mean? Yeah. Could you imagine you're a parent? Fast forward, you got an eight year old child. You say, We're going to go see the witches. And you watch the witches. And he comes out of the witches. And then he's just going to have a bunch of questions about death. And if, when's he going to die? When are you going to die? Are you guys going to live to be the same age? That That's a lot to put on an eight year old. Yeah. It's. Yeah, the whole thing of mortality at the end is yeah. pretty. You come out, you're like, oh, don't worry, you're gonna live a lot longer than nine years. It's like, okay, but we're, we'll live to, we'll, we're both gonna live to see the same, same age then. And it's like, well, no, technically, I will die much sooner, and you will have to carry on past that. Now, an eight-year-old has to, you know. Oh man. Ah, oh, it's yeah. It's heavy. It's some heavy stuff. Too much. Yeah, so that's The Witches. Um, streaming on HBO Max. I don't know. I, I say skip it. Mike says, you know, give it a watch. Watch Let it or don't. Watch one of them, I guess. Or maybe well, read the book. One of them. I don't know. They're both streaming. I was I, thinking I about, I, I might grab that on Kindle and read it. Just because yeah, of just, curious. Just, let, let me know. Let me know, one, does the kid have a name? And two, is that how it ends? <laughs> It's 207 pages. I can I may be able to report on that next next show. Could you imagine Charlie and the Chocolate Factory? If at the end of the movie, or Willy Wonka and the Chocolate Factory, Gene Wilder gives him that whole speech of "You get nothing. Good day, sir." And that's just the end of the movie. <laughs> that's just how it ends. They're just like, "You're oh. going to die in nine years." Yeah. <laughs> I guess I guess children need to learn a valuable lesson about breaking the rules. <laughs> Don't drink fizzy soda pop or whatever he had <laughs> oh man um if you have thoughts on 2020s which is if you have children and you showed them this movie let us know how they took it yeah and what ages they were yeah you have nieces and nephews i mean 
would you show if they're around holiday season? Would you throw this on for them? No, I don't think so. I think my oldest niece is um, she's in second grade. Right, so that's like eight, eight, seven or eight. I think seven. Uh, yeah, I don't. I don't think I'd. I don't think I'd be comfortable showing it. Yeah, yeah. probably not. I'd probably wait a, another another couple of years. Yeah. All right. Yeah. <laughs> Just show them Friday the 13th, part four. <laughs> That's what I, yeah. Um, that'll do for this, uh, you know, uh, yeah. Have a, oh, yeah. If you have thoughts, if you have children, let us know. Uh, Twitter, dbtgpod, or you can email us, dbtgpodcast at gmail.com. Um, Facebook, you can rate, review, iTunes, uh, Stitcher, all those places you get podcasts. Um That'll do for this week. Uh, we don't have a movie for next week, but uh, we're getting into the Christmas season. I'm sure we'll we'll discuss. We'll we'll, we'll get some stuff on the board. Yeah. Um, yeah. Uh, until then, it's been Don't Be That Guy, Guide to Sequel Remix. Practical effects, baby. You wouldn't happen to be carrying around a mouse on your person, now would you? <laughs>